London. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in, Miller and Condon, on a Wednesday hump day on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, we welcome you to the program and appreciate you spending some of your morning here with us. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list here today, only one guest, but it's a good one here at the bottom of the hour. Look forward to catching up with Coach DeVries uh, from your undefeated Drake Bulldogs, Des Moines' hometown team. Uh, Darren DeVries will join us. He'll be here at the bottom of the hour. We will uh, go in a lot of directions. Look back, look forward, and have some fun with the coach coming up here uh, at 10.30. At 11.05, it's Wednesday. That means it's time for David Kaplan, and he'll be with us. Cappy, live from Chicago at 11.05, Centurion Stone of Iowa. CenturionStoneofIowa.com sponsors Cappy on a weekly basis. We'll do some Bears. We'll do some Cubs. We'll do some White Sox with the Capman. Get a Super Bowl pick. See points bets has brought Cappy into the endorsement field. Uh, so we'll uh, get Cappy's thoughts on the Super Bowl and other stuff at 11.05. And then Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News. Uh, he's a Northwestern grad. He's a three-time Jeopardy champion. But in the here and now, he covers the NFL for the Sporting News. And we will talk to Vinny at about 11.25. Nice hit last night on Old Miss as they win outright. You didn't need any damn points. <laughs> uh, nice outright call by you. Iowa State, look they tried their ass off. Yes, I saw some smiles on the court last night, which was great to see. Iowa beats Michigan State. Maybe not the prettiest game, but I don't give a damn. That's Sparty that you're sharing the court with, and that's uh, something that hasn't happened a lot, and they did. And the bench, uh, one of the, uh, I think, the talking points that comes away with it is just how deep they were last night, um, and we will get into that. Baylor, not only did they survive, they, I think, made a statement last night. We kind of spent some time talking about, oh, like this the night that uh, one of the unbeatens goes down. Uh, not so fast. Baylor handles Texas relatively easily. How are you? Doing well. Fun night, late night last night as I had high school basketball and a fun game in its own right here on KXNO as Hoover in double overtime knocks off 8th ranked Southeast Polk. Good game there. And Courtney Henderson's son, the coach of Hoover. Yeah. He's really good, Chase. He's a sophomore, and he had 25 in the victory uh, in that one. So, I didn't know you were doing hoops. We didn't yeah. talk about it. I wish you would have promoted it a little bit. It yesterday. was uh, just a boys game last night. The girls okay. game was all Southeast. Poke as anticipated, 99-6 to yeah, was the good, final. Good, good you took that. Yeah, that so uh, we decided to just go with the boys on that one. So got home after that. 99-6 at the half. I think it was 81-5, to something like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, one of those kind of games. But uh, after that, get home. Knew the results. Uh-huh. It was, all right, you're teetering. What do you do? Both teams playing at the same time. I knew it was going to be a late night, and it was, but watching the games and fast forward, I understand. I don't get the same feel for either of the games that you did. Sure. You know, kind of watching them as they develop. Knowing the, how they ended. Right. right. Yeah. Going into it and, and knowing how it's ultimately going to finish. Mm-hmm. Because of that, Iowa State went a little quicker through than the Iowa game. But here we are, and uh, sitting back, and you're right. I, I have... I understand both sides of the equation for both Iowa State and Iowa because there's people out there, great effort by Iowa State, still lost. Yep. And there's people that have, I don't care, they still lost another game. Sure, I get it. 
And then Iowa, they won. Yeah, but. Right. And the, the yeah, but. So there are two factions on each of these games, uh-huh. and I, I guess... Well, take us whatever direction you want to go. Well, I, and Trent, it's just funny because if I'd have been, you know, twenty years ago, I'd have probably been the same way as the Iowa. Yeah, but they lost. Yeah, you don't get anything for losing, um, and that would have probably been my take or at a different point in my life. But it was it was fun to see Rasir Bolton smiling, you know, having some fun on the floor. Trent, this was a game that could have gone their way. Yes, this was a basketball game that down the stretch that could have gone their way. Um, Walker showed flashes. Harris. Hasn't met a shot he doesn't like. I like that about him. Good. Keep firing. He was really good from three last night. Uh, Coleman Lance was was good in the basketball game. Solomon Young makes a real big difference when he's on the floor. Jackson had some spurts in the game. I, I felt like I was watching Iowa State's first conference win of the year. I really did. And look, at West Virginia... They're their own worst enemy at times. I mean, they miss more shots just point blank right, right under the basket. I mean, time after time after time. But, um, you know, rebounding-wise, West Virginia had a big edge. So did Michigan State. We'll get to that in a second. That's something that the Hawks really need to clean up. But it was an effort that we hadn't seen out of Iowa State in some times. I mean, I think I read in it was Heinz' piece or Petey's piece, they decided to do the math, uh, that they'd been beaten by a combined 60 points in the last two games. This was a different story. This was um, this was a Iowa State effort that we saw late December into the early part of January that we thought had gone away. And short of Javen Johnson, they had the full complement of guys yes. that, that are going to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Of course, Xavier Foster shut down for the rest of the year. Right. So you basically got to see a whole team. And with this whole team, I thought a huge difference was... Seeing the the passing ability that we saw out of the freshman Walker, yeah, I thought, how many assists did he have? He, he had, had six. Did he have six? Wow, good and, for him. And the ball movement as a whole of this team, I didn't have a chance to look. This is one thing I was going to look at in seeing how often this year they've had more assists than turnovers because it doesn't feel like oh, it's been very that's often. A good one. That's and a good one. they had eighteen assists last uh-huh. night against sixteen turnovers. You still want those numbers to be better, sure, but. For Iowa State, with guys offensively, I think, that can fill it up, mm-hmm. you're on the plus side of that. At least you give yourself a chance because there's been so many games where you see the turnovers, six, eight, ten more than you have assists. You're not winning games doing no, that. You're just no. not. They got out to a good start. Uh, didn't uh, The first half didn't end their way. Uh, McNeil coming off the bench gave them a big, big spark. I thought the Mountaineers, he hit some big shots. But look, Iowa State comes, uh, hangs around, makes it close, gets to within one, has an opportunity with the ball. Just a weird play at the end of the game with that uh, that collision is what it was mm-hmm. and no call. And um, as one of the officials told Prohm, after the game, if they would have called it, it would have been a charge. Uh, but it, it, it looked like that was going to. Like, there might be some, you know, some in, an, an injury or two coming out of that. Good to see both uh, both players that were involved get up off the floor and head down and shoot the free throws. But a good effort out of Iowa State last night. Again, you don't get anything for the loss, but you feel better about where they're going. And and maybe just maybe, uh, I think for the first time in a long in, in a couple of weeks, anyways. Clone fans have to be thinking, there's a chance that this team is not going to go winless in conference play. They play like that, they'll win a game. When it was 8-2 right away, do you think, here we go again? I did, but yeah. then they then they came back and they took did. the lead that's, you know, and very quickly. That's so 8-2. Oh boy. Uh-huh. That's, did, did I lay enough on West Virginia minus the 11? <laughs> well, you know it was good, too, um, you know, selfishly, the fact that um, who was playing? Butler and Mar- uh, who played? Who yeah, Marquette. Marquette, right. Yeah. Um, 
they went a little long. Yes. So they got a little, got a little separation there between the two of them, which uh, certainly is appreciated. But um, I was in the car and I was listening to Gary and Dolph on News Radio 1040. And uh, it was Gary funny. Gary Dolph or Bobby and Dolph? Uh, what, oh, did I say Gary? I know. <laughs> they uh, was talking to himself, was he? Six fifteen, and I'm like, "What? Yeah, what's going on here?" Right. And they said, "Oh, the game's going a little long, sure, so they just I keep pushing." Think it back. was ever going to end? It, it felt that way, didn't uh-huh. it? And finally got to it. But uh, so let's go over to to Iowa. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, look, a win's a win. There was too much Garza. The the the, the takeaway in that game is the bench. Far and away, it's 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 the depth, and McCaffrey was willing to give those kids some minutes last night. Yeah, your boy Nunji, mm-hmm. you got to keep shooting those threes. <laughs> Finally, yeah, I know they were Finally. they were going down in the first half last night. Perkins, who we've been uh, praising in the last uh, couple of games, he was terrific. Eulis comes in at the end of the first half. What a difference he made uh, at that point! Is a couple of free throws and a huge huge rebound. And Toussaint is he taking some of Bohannon's minutes? And is that necessarily? Not bad. Not a bad thing. I don't think so. When he, when Jordan Bohannon is not shooting the ball well, let's be honest, he's a liability. Mm-hmm. He is a negative defender. But you wanted him on the floor when a free Late. throw and, and yes. he steps up and you know makes four in a row at the end of the basketball game. And what teams are continuing to do to him right now is making it difficult. Not when he gets thirty feet away. It's when he crosses half court. Mm-hmm. Sometimes even longer than that. They're going full court man, and they're going to make it difficult. And they're going to take a lot out of him. And when that happens, and he's not able to facilitate in the way he is, coupled with Connor, who had maybe he his worst game as a Hawkeye, awful. he couldn't he couldn't shoot for save his life. Yeah, and not only that, he was turning it over. Yeah. He wasn't facilitating. And he was on the bench. He was. Yeah. So you had Jay Boat. There were three possessions early in that game. He's just awful defensively. And they, they go with the zone. All right, got to go back to that. They go to man. They can't do anything out of that. The difference with the bench is the athleticism, is mm-hmm. the length that they have. Mm-hmm. We've talked so much this year about Murray, yep. as we should have. And again, he does some things. Every game, every time he plays, mm-hmm. there's one of those, holy mackerel, they really got something here in this kid. And we saw it again last night. And the parts that just don't show up in the box score, he is that kind mm-hmm. of player. He is... He's just a good basketball player. He is competent on whatever he's trying to do. You have a negative defender in Frederick. You have mm-hmm. a negative defender in Bohannon. And you know what, Trent? There's 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 more to that. It needs to be shut down. He does. Yes. He's a step slow. He and and it showed last night. And I felt bad for the kid. He's clearly playing in pain. Clearly playing in pain. Um, you know what? You know who's got a little chemistry going? Toussaint and P. McCaffrey. Yes. I yeah. mean that bounce pass through the lane, and then that uh, that uh, alley oop, if you want to call it that. Um, yeah, Toussaint and Patrick McCaffrey had something going on. I mean that bounce pass is. I don't. I don't stay up to watch Sports Center yeah. in the top ten like I you know, used to be a deal. I mean, if they had footage of that game, I mean, that's a, that's a highlight, man. That was. That was I, a highlight. And as it was unfolding, what is he doing? Right. That, you're not getting that through there. Oh, no. he got that through right. there. And then you watch the replay, and it's even more crazy mm-hmm. how it got through there. Toussaint played well. Yep. Perkins played well. Euless yep. played well. Yep. They have depth. And that second unit is so much better defensively. Yeah. They are right. not an elite level. But they are so much better because you have guys that just got lost. That that's the thing that becomes frustrating with this team defensively. And let's be honest, the starting lineup. Yes, there are limitations. Yeah. Drumbo Han is not the quickest point guard. Luca Garza is not fast by any means. No. CJ Frederick is a negative defender. All these guys have their warts, but it's not just that they're a tick slow and that's gonna show up. It's there's times 
especially with the zone, and that leads to the rebounding that we're going to get to, where they just, they're not even in the right spot. They don't know where they're supposed to be, it feels like at times. They throw it to the high post, and not a guy comes over. Four guys come over. Right. And what do you do? Leave a wide open three. Mm-hmm. Six straight to begin the up. game. Mm-hmm. Six straight three-pointers. They were six for six. A team that hadn't shot the ball well seemingly all year. 199th. I saw that stat on the, or the Kugler brought it up in the broadcast line. 199th in the country, and they started six for six. Six for six. Now, after that, they cooled down as you would expect. Trent, there was, uh, to the rebounding aspect of it, especially giving up the, the second chance points and the offensive rebound, there was one sequence. You've got 6'11", Luca Garza. Nunji and Patrick McCaffrey are both what? Listed at 6'10", or is Patrick McCaffrey 6'9"? 6'9". 6'9". So 6'11", 6'10", 6'9". And Michigan State comes away with the ball. Mm-hmm. And and these three uh, Hawkeyes were just standing under the basket. I don't know if they were looking at each other. That was the only, the, not the only occasion like that. The offensive rebounds, they've got to take care of business. That, that, to me, was a glaring deficiency last night. Look, there were times I thought Michigan State was going to win this basketball game. Mm-hmm. They really were. Early? Yes, for sure early. Out to a nine-point lead. Mm-hmm. And then at, at, at Eulis at the end of the half, those two free throws and, and getting a ball to, I think it was Garza maybe, but um, you know, Connor McCaffrey did have one incredible no-look pass to Luca. He was on the right side, uh, right in front of Michigan State's bench, and, and he's looking back towards his bench, and he finds Garza and just, you know, just, uh, I don't know, about a 10-footer, and it, there, it had some uh, some oomph behind it. Um, but he's it was not his night last night. So you mentioned the offensive rebound and giving up. Iowa is 283rd Are they in really? the country in offensive re- rebounding percentage. I wonder what up. they were going into last night. <laughs> well, speaking of that, their numbers at Kem- Pomeroy defensively as a whole, we know they've been bad. They've been around that 100 mark. I think, what was it, maybe they in the 90s? They got to like in the 70s okay. at some point during the win streak um, of the Big Ten, but it started to come back after the Indiana loss and the Illinois loss. And last night... They're 117th now at mm. Ken Pomeroy. Another uh, statistical website, Mark Torvik, is a guy that runs this one. They're 148th in defensive Jesus. efficiency in his metrics. So you can't slice it up any other way. My question is, okay, to win four straight, to get to a final four, yeah. you can't be this bad defensively. No, you just can't. Absolutely. So does this either say we need to do something different with our starters, with our core group, or is it, Thanks for the memes, Jordan Bohannon. Hey, CJ Frederick, I'm sorry, but we got to shut it down. Yeah. We got to get somebody out there because Luka Gar's obviously playing. <laughs> okay, I think yeah. you're so probably right. But he is a negative on that end. Mm-hmm. You're already taking one spot off the floor. And Wieskamp was taken off the floor in the first half was. last night. And that's a guy that should and be. McCaffrey was not better. pleased when he took right. him off the floor. That's a guy that should be better. Uh-huh. But because of and that. It has been, to be fair. Are we going to see this change? Is it just, this is a one-off, you're going deeper because he got three games in six days, that's the only, or five days, or is that the reason for it, or are we seeing gonna need this a depth. change? I don't know. I'm with you on Frederick. I, I, th- I think Frederick is, um, somebody needs to shut him down. Yes. Because I'm sure he's, he's, want, he's wanting to play. Mm-hmm. And look, I, I, I want him to play. I, this isn't a, a Frederick doesn't belong moment. Right. This is a Frederick's, he's not, he's not right. He was a step off last night. He's quicker than 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 he showed, and certainly can shoot the basketball. Yes, and, and Connor McCaffrey's not going to have that 
Connor McCaffrey needs to play. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, he does too many good things. Absolutely. I mean, his defense, his his attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's so many things that that outweigh. Um, you know, he had one bad game last night. Bohannon, you want in there at, at crunch time because if the uh, you know if the, if, if the team's trailing, they're going to foul, and you want him to have the basketball because they're in, for the most part automatic. So what do you want to do? Do you want to? I mean, I, I like Nunji and Garza on the floor yesterday. At the same time, I can't say I've said that the entire season. It's not often that happens, mm-hmm. but for stretches, yeah. Nunji was really good yesterday, particularly in the first first half. half yes. I think he had 11 of his 12 in the first half, making his threes. Did we see the lineup last night often that I mentioned? Toussaint at the one, Jabo at the two. I still want to see that button push, especially with Frederick, and it looks like, look, it's not going to happen. If it's going to happen for him, it still might be a week or two away. Go to that lineup and try to get Jabo going in that direction. Then, defensively, you have Toussaint out there, who we know is a good defender. I, I just want to see that a little bit more because, again, watching it as quickly as I did last night, I can't remember if we saw that combination. I think that's another button you can push to try to get Bohannon going because ultimately you also need Jordan Bohannon, right? If this team, yes, speaking about winning four consecutive yes. games and making that kind of run, uh-huh. in one of those games, Jordan Bohannon needed to go off for 25. Couldn't agree with you more. And he needed to have yep. six threes out of him. And he has this year had yes. those, kind, those yes. moments. Uh, I, I don't know if it's the wear and tear of the Big Ten that's uh, taking its toll on the on the on the injuries it has with Bohanna, but not, look, I'm not uh, I'm not for one second insinuating that this guy's you know he's playing too much. You need him in there because he's going to be able to lift you up. Garza was Garza again last night. Yes, he's slow foot, but a double double machine. He's now over what two thousand points. He's and he was mad that. at himself last night. He was a couple of times, a couple of turnovers. Yes, yeah, said he got too deep. Uh, uh, one turnover in the post game press conference, missing free throws. He was very frustrated right. himself. How the about offensive goaltending when he had that putback. Yeah. That he didn't like that. He uh, goes for twenty seven and twelve. And it's a bad game, yeah. quote-unquote, for him, right. for what he expects out of himself. Now, this game coming up tomorrow, and remember, Oof. we got this quick turnaround now. Know. Ohio State is built very similar to Iowa. They're not very good defensively, not as bad as mm-hmm. Iowa, but I, I don't know in this afternoon we're going to get our first look at the point spread. Whatever that total is, I think we're going to see a ton of points Do you? in this game tomorrow night. It's going to be a fun one. Well, you're on a roll. You are on a roll with your your pick. That was a big one last night. Let's get Jeff in here, get his thoughts on the basketball games, I'm assuming. Jeff, welcome to the program. Thanks, boys. Uh, First, why is Southeast Polk girls playing Hoover? Like, why why are they scheduling that game? Like, that didn't make Southeast Polk any better. I I mean, that was a – that's an Alabama versus school of the blind team in November. I I don't – I don't understand that scheduling. The there, Citadel. Yeah. The Citadel, yes. Uh, so, Travis, just curious what your thoughts were. Why Why are they playing that game? Well, I mean, it's a CML, CIML scheduling event. And, I mean, you just can't have city schools versus city schools. So when you do it, and it's a girls-boys doubleheader, that's okay. going to happen. You know, North and Hoover, they can't just, on the girls' side, just play each other all season long. they right. got to play other teams. I, 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 thought other, I thought, like, you know, you could schedule, you know, more of a uh, juiced up, uh, conference uh, schedule. I mean, I know you got to play. You play like your division schools twice, mm-hmm. and then other. But that's not where I'm calling. But I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, boys, here's the deal. I think it's time to lower our expectations for Iowa, and here's why: their defense. We're in February. Their defense, their zone defense. It is what it is. 
it's not going to change. It should have changed in the summer or to start the season. Like, not every game, but most games they play, the other team shoots the best they've shot all year. Mm-hmm. It's not a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand they went six for six. They should have cooled off. I mean, who keeps up that stretch? But it's those early stretches coming into March, it's going to be troublesome. Like, I don't know what you can do. Like, when you watch them play zone, after a couple swings, you see people standing. Everybody should be moving with the basketball. I mean, this is rookie 101 zone defense kind of things. How do they get open looks in the corner? Damn near, you know, after 15 seconds in their offense. It's it's unexcusable, boys. That's the scary part to me. Uh, good point, Jeff. Anything else? Um. Go Drake Bulldogs. They are the team of Des Moines. And uh, keep up the hard work, boys. All right. Good to talk to you. Darren DeVries, uh, the head coach of those hometown team, joining us here uh, in about 10 minutes. Look look forward to uh, to that. So Ohio State coming up uh, tomorrow. Then Indiana. Do we have a game time for Indiana? It's got to be early. I mean, I would it's think, a, I think 11? it's 11 o'clock, yes. Good. I think we have three games that day, both Saturday and Sunday with the locals involved. Yeah, I know the Clones play at uh, at 11 o'clock against Oklahoma. In fact, I'm pretty sure. How about this Saturday? Iowa State, Oklahoma 11, yeah. Drake, Valpo 1, Perfect. and you and I, Indiana State 5. Now, And one of the Drake games is ESPN 3. One of the Drake games is ESPN Plus this weekend. Okay. I think it's 3 on Saturday plus on Sunday. Then on Sunday, Iowa, Indiana at 11, Drake, oh. Valpo at 1, you and I, Indiana State at 3. Super Bowl, 5.30. Drake, uh, Drake, uh, Iowa, Indiana is where? Broadcast where? Do you have TV? That'll be Fox. Fox? Oh, Big Fox? Big Fox. Good. Gus, your man? Eh. <laughs> Still don't like yeah, Gus. Yeah, I've never been a Gus guy. I know. Um, all right, Darren DeVries coming up here. We have, at, at some point, you know what I think we'll do just before 11 o'clock? We have a family pack of, of four tickets. We'll do this, not now. Uh, at about 10.55, somewhere around there, to watch the Iowa Wild uh, as they get set to begin their season. Good to see the Wild back on the ice. Of course, uh, Joe O'Donnell, the voice of the Iowa Wild, those games will be here. And we will uh, we'll give you a chance to win those four tickets coming up here at about 10.55. We can't split them up because that's how you know we're doing. We're using the pods. Um, anyway, so we got to get Is that the coach on? He's going to hold through this break? Well, appreciate that. It's time for another $1,000 slam dunk. Text the keyword LOVE to 200-200 right now. It's your chance at $1,000. Uh, that's LOVE to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, Darren DeVries, head coach of Drake. He will join us after this spot break. Miller and Condon till noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and Owen Services. Welcome back, Miller and Condon. Appreciate you being with us as we take you until noon. David Kaplan, live from Chicago at 11.05. Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News on the Super Bowl. Let's get the right to, well, not right to him. We waited through the break, and we're grateful uh, that he did. Coach DeVries, Trent Condon, Ken Miller. Thanks for coming on, Coach. How are you? Hey, doing great. I appreciate you having me. No, listen, it's good to talk to you. So, um, you know, what, I want to go back to the to your your shutdown when you guys were forced to, you know, for what was it, three weeks or so. Um, do you learn on the fly? Do you change things on the fly? I mean, this is so new to everybody, right? I'm sure uh, you guys had a game plan if that were to happen during the season. 
Um, how did how did you handle that, Coach? How did you get through? And it was, or was it kind of a you know an every day is different type of thing? Yeah, we we just had to kind of um, you know react uh, you know with what what we had at the time. So everything's a little bit on the fly this year. You know, you just got to figure it out and roll with it. Uh, uh, but our our guys did a nice job with it. The guys that uh, you know couldn't do anything at all, uh, you know, had to, had to sit it out, and then they had to work their way back in slowly and. Some other guys were allowed to do some, you know, individual type workouts and things, uh, you know, for a few days uh, after we got, uh, you know, back off a of pause, and then they could, you know, start to increase their activity as well. So, um, you know, we did what we could and, and made the most of it, and, and um, you know, got back playing again. Sunday, tough one against Illinois State. You found a way to get it done, but I want to go back to the beginning of the season. First, the uncertainty of what this season was going to look like, and then the chance to play and to do it at a Big 12 venue against Kansas State in the Octagon. Of course, it wasn't packed by any means, but what that victory did for your guys, just that confidence mm-hmm. with some new faces beating a Big 12 team. Yeah, I thought it was great uh, great for our team, uh, you know, from a confidence standpoint. Uh, you know, you, you go play on the road, you know, at Kansas State, and you're able to come away and win. And, and I know they, you know, they haven't, you know, had the greatest year, but at the time, you know, it felt like a really good win for us, and and um, and it was. It was a great confidence booster for us, and and I thought it really set the stage uh, for what was to come. You know, the weeks following. Yeah, it certainly did. And you guys, uh, well, you know, go back to the Illinois State game, the the the, the game that was the overtime game. Did you think, Coach, that maybe the the pressure of the streak started to weigh a little heavy at any point in that basketball game? I didn't think so. Um, you know, we, we were able to get up 15 in the second half and then, um, you know, Illinois state, you know, got hot and made some shots and, you know, it's, it's, it's just part of college basketball. Sometimes it's, um, you know, you play 30 games, you got, you know, a game that or two that you're not great. We, we were four for 30 from three in that game. And typically right. you go four for 30, you're not winning very many of those. So I think we were really fortunate that we were figuring out a way to survive that game that night and, and, uh, found a way to win, which I think was, a real credit to the guys resolve to, to figure out, you know, a different way, uh, you know, when you're not hitting shots on a particular knot. Uh, this historic start to the season, how do you de- address it with the team? Do you just kind of let it linger out there in the corner or do you, uh, do you address it with them at all, coach? Yeah, we put it front and center, to be okay. honest. Yeah. Um, we're, we're just trying to have fun with it. Sure. I mean, we, we want them to embrace it and, um, you know, and look at it and say, "Hey, here's what's coming your way." You know, top twenty-five, whatever it is, um, and they've loved it. They've, they've, um, they're having a blast uh, with it. They're enjoying, you know, with the spotlight a little bit. And as long as you use it in the right way, uh, it can be a good thing. Uh, I, I think it's been a good motivator, motivator for them. And, and um, you know, I, I think the whole group is just taking on, um, you know, uh, the, you know, the role of having fun with it, and, and that's what we're going to continue to do. So you guys have played four of these series, these back-to-back games, mm-hmm. something we haven't seen in college basketball before. How difficult is it? How different it is knowing, and we just saw it this weekend against Illinois State, an overtime game, and then you go out and beat them by 35. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. I mean, these back-to-backs are, you know, I, I think it was a good move on our league's part to try to get the games in, gave us some flexibility, and, and, and we certainly needed it as, a, as it's played out that way. Um, not something I want to sign up for next year, probably. But um, you know, for now it, it's it's been good. And those back to backs, just the, the preparation is you know it's unique. You just play the team, and you turn around and play them again the next day. So uh, it's more of just a mental kind of um, 
you know, focus that you need to, from one night to the next to get yourself ready. I want to go back to when you guys did uh, get to resume play uh, on the road at Mo State. And, and as you recall, Coach, I mean, the, the first 20 minutes of that basketball game did not look like the, the, the Bulldogs that we've seen. I think you were, what, down 15 or something like that. And talk about flipping a switch in the second half as you would – a roar back, take the lead, and then hold on to the lead. Uh, as, as big of a difference from one half to the next as probably you've seen in some time. Yeah, it was. That first half, I mean, our guys were coming out two, three minutes into the game. Like, Coach, I got nothing. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, they were just they were just gassed. You know, those game legs, are, uh, that first win is, is always tough. And, and um, you know, to their credit, got to halftime I, I thought we got our, our legs underneath us a little bit more that second half and, and the guys turned around and played a terrific second half well you guys uh always changing and the parts are moving this year coming into the season you found out last year Liam he was leaving and ended up in Minnesota playing for his uh, uncle who's an assistant coach up there you've had to do it three different ways with three different teams and have had success three different ways Fill us in on your coaching philosophy. You know what what makes your teams what they are. Is it about always evolving? Do you have a certain system you like to stick with? When you think about Coach DeVries, what would you tell us is your your theory on coaching basketball? Well, I think I think we try to stay consistent with you know with, with what we do. You know, we we've changed some things this year. We're pressing more and and doing some things like that. Uh, and you just fit kind of our personnel and, and what uh, the direction we wanted to continue to head. Um, you know, but, but overall, I, I just think when you got great chemistry, you got good guys and they're unselfish and, and, you know, guys graduate or guys get injured, you know, guys, you know, transfer, you have transfers coming in. I, I think as long as you got a, you know, a good fun environment uh, for the guys to, to go compete in and, and play every day, I, I think it, uh, you know, makes it fun for everybody. And then, then when guys are having fun, I, I think that leads to some success as well. Uh, Brody's uh, really, I think, coming on. He's uh, he's and as well as Hemphill, uh, the, these two guys, and, and it's great to see that you know one night it's Penn. Uh, the most recent game, I think it was Murphy that filled it up. Brody certainly's had a many big games. Hemphill, same way. It's great to get production from everybody, Coach. As, I guess is where I'm going. Yeah, I, I think that's been a real strength for us this year. You, you got, you know, Murphy had 30 points in the last game before that. Uh, the game before, it was Darnell Brody. D.J. Wilkins has had huge games for us. Roman Penn, Garrett Sturtz, all those guys. Um, so it's nice because, you know, like like we said earlier, you, you, you have nights where you're not on. So it's nice to have another guy or two. Uh, that can go get you twenty on that on that next guy not next night. And our guys do a really good job of, of finding them when when they know a guy's gotten it going, um, and that's been a, a strength for us all year. So next week is a huge one. You get your alma mater, you and I, in the midweek game before, of course, the matchup with mm-hmm. Loyola. Is it been um, a conversation piece this week? No looking ahead. Still got to go on the road to Valpo, pretty talented Valpo team in their own right, and try to find a way to get a couple of victories. Yeah, we we haven't had to address that. I, I, our guys only know Valpo's just this week, and, and and they really do. They're just they're they're really focused on you know what's uh, in front of us, and uh, and they're excited about it. We have a lot of guys from that that area uh, on the team, so I know they're they're pumped about getting back close to home and, and, and playing there. So even without limited fans, you know they'll still have a few friends and family in, in the crowd. So uh, they're excited about it, and, and hopefully we can go there and play well. 
Uh, speaking of limited fans, the Nap Center course is uh, is open for business limited fans, and uh, I've, from people I've talked to that have taken in one of your or some of your games, they say that uh, uh, Brian Harden's got a great plan in place. Everybody feels safe when they're going to these games, which is great to hear in the in in this uh, era that sadly we're living in. But how big of a boost is it, Coach, to have fans in the stands and cheering on their Bulldogs? Yeah, we love it. I mean, it's been awesome and. Uh... You know we're we're excited to have fans back in there, and as you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, really, really well done, and, and and safety was the number one priority. So, um, but there, you know, there are tickets still available the rest of the year, and, and hopefully, you know, people that uh, want to will take the opportunity to come out and, and watch us play. When you look forward at the rest of the year, and, and you look to the MVC tournament what that possibly is going to look like, possible changes. When you look at those kind of things, and the conference as a whole, a chance this year to have two teams in the NCAA tournament, maybe three, can make their way in. What you see the buildup and and what you anticipate Arch Madness is going to look like a two-parter. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, uh, it's a, this is the best part of the year for college basketball. You, you're getting into February games. You know, uh, they all become really important. There's a lot at stake. And then you get into your conference tournaments and, and Arch Madness again. I think we're still hopeful that we'll have some fans, uh, you know, a decent amount. Maybe not quite, you know, obviously as open as, as normal. But uh, I do think uh, we will get some fans down there, and, and I think it's going to be a great tournament. You know, that we we should have an opportunity to to get multiple teams if we can continue to do our part uh, along the way here. But a lot of games to be played between now and then, and, and um, you know that that will determine a lot of things before we even get there. Who's recruiting Indiana for you? Because whoever <laughs> is, that, he deserves a raise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's been a, a really good part. Uh, the, the region guys, uh, you know, are, are pretty proud of uh, you know where they're from and, and their connection and things. So that's um, you know it's been a huge part of our team for sure. So last thing for you, Coach, uh, when, once we get through this and it's a, it's another year, uh, will you and your brethren go back to wearing suits? I mean, you look pretty casual out there. i got to <laughs> think you're digging this. Uh, have you worn your last suit on the sidelines? It would not bother me one bit <laughs> if, we, if we got to stick to just the casual wear. I, I know a lot of coaches that you know, I've had conversations with, it. they're, they're kind of digging it too. So. We'll see where it goes. Um, I, I, I know one vote would get that they're going to get to stay casual. Uh, that's great. You know, just one more, just so I want to localize it. Sturts, uh, uh, every time I watch you guys play, he's so smart. He's such a smart basketball player. Uh, uh, just a couple of minutes or, you know, a couple of sentences on his development and what he means to your team. Yeah, well, he's, he's our Mr. Utility. I mean, he comes in and he can play any position. He can guard any position. He can, he, he can tell everybody else where to go on the floor and, um, just such great instincts and, and tough, tough winner. And, um, you know, so we, we, we love what he brings, brings to our team. And sometimes he's the guy that doesn't get talked about as much as everybody else, but, uh, he, he's, he's definitely one of those guys that's really, really important to what we're doing. Keep it going, coach. It's fun to watch. It really is, uh, the Des Moines hometown team making a statement this year. Good to see. Keep it going. Thank you, coach DeVries. Appreciate you coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Good to talk to you, Coach Darren DeVries. And again, tickets. I just looked, Trent. There's still some uh, tickets. Drake Ticks, I believe, is the website. Okay. I'm looking on the ESPN. Um, there's still tickets available. That Loyola matchup, folks. Yes. This is this is um, <laughs> this is one versus two in the Valley, right? These or are supremacy, the regular season I think title. It is. It, it's, it's all there. It it's is. all on the line at that time. If you can get out there, it's Valentine's Day weekend too. You've got right? a big basketball fan? Yeah. 
Maybe stop over. What's the uh, the place over there? Peggy's? That were pe- I've never been to Peggy's. Oh, I've lived now here in Des Moines for going on 14 years. Yeah. Never been to Peggy's. I, uh, Wasn't that the Drake Relays place? It was, but I, 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 when I first um, moved here, I hung out with guy, uh, Rick Rangadis I used to work with. He, he was, event went on to be the assistant GM of the Iowa Cubs. And Chuck Reed and John Walters, before he was married, mm-hmm. or maybe he was just married, John Wal- the John Walters, yes, and Rungo. After the races, Rungo and I would meet Chuck Reed, and there was some kind of game in the very back of it, and we'd sit there and have a couple of beers until the place closed down. And then we go to Drake Games, and at halftime, you'd walk the Peggies. Oh, really? <laughs> for a quick one, and then walk back to the naps. And the team stunk. This, yeah. this is in the early 90s. It might not even have been, was it Kanaski? No, it was Kanas- prior to Kanaski. Oh, okay. It might have been the Rudy Washington era. Ooh. Um, that was yeah, some rough basketball. Peg- Peggy's was, I don't even know if it's still there. I'm sure it is. It's got to be, right? Gotta Institution. Be. Don't make my way over to Force Avenue enough, I guess. Need to get to Peggy's. Well, we went by, my wife and I went by when we were going to see the lights in mm-hmm. Beaverdale. That's yeah. the kind of way we went in. And, and Jethro's was, I mean, the parking lot was packed. Was it? And I don't think it was a game night for Drake. Um, but it seems like the area's doing well. I just saw a big story on the Varsity Theater. Of course, we know the family of the former owner, uh, the Mahons, uh, owned it for years, and I guess they're trying to bring that back—a new ownership over there. So, good community, good part of the good part of the city, and good for the Drake Bulldogs as they remain undefeated. All right, we'll take a timeout. Miller and Condon come back to finish the hour. David Kaplan is here in hour number two. Look forward to catching up with Cappy. Likewise, Vinny Iyer on the Super Bowl tomorrow's going to be the eleven o'clock hour. Look, we we take what we can get, mm-hmm. right? If you don't like the Kansas City Chiefs, you're not going to like the 11 tomorrow because Adam Teicher, who's covered the Chiefs for decades and has been a guest on radio shows I've been involved with since the 90s, is going to join us at 11.05. And then Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chief, will come in right after him. So it's all Chiefs all the time. And Chiefs hour power two. hour. And I think that there's a good percentage of the listening audience out there that will appreciate that. Yes. Uh, tomorrow. So today is signing day. We'll recap, at least the plan is, Iowa State mm-hmm. and Iowa tomorrow. Uh, Lee Sterling's going to be with us. Which is always O'Pine. fun. And uh, we're getting ready for our television show that we'll be recording after today, uh-huh. uh, our radio show. And you found some props. I found some props. We going to play those tomorrow, in, or on Friday, excuse me, on, yeah, on the radio side? Sure. That's and I There's think so many out too. there. It is so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. What well, is you, you, South Point had pages. Yeah, them. printed out 19 pages for you. Uh-huh. Are you looking for anything specific? Yes, price. Price. I, I don't want to. I don't want to lay a buck eighty-five to win a hundred. Okay. I yeah. want to. I want to lay a hundred to win six hundred. Uh huh. That's. It's kind of like my theory for betting horses. I'm not betting even money. Give me a ten to one shot, and then have him for the first or second. They only need one or two of those every race card. And I'm going to come out on top. So that's how I'm doing it. Cross sport, you like those at see, all? See, I didn't see any yet. Have you seen? They're them? trickling out. Are I they? saw offshore yesterday a few, and I haven't seen any on DraftKings yet. That's where I was looking this morning. But now I have five different accounts open. I guess I need to peek around a little bit more. So I got a phone call yesterday um, during the four o'clock. I guess Williams is chirping. Oh, really? Yeah, I guess Williams is feeling pretty good about his 0 for 10. Mr. 0 and 10. Yeah, Mr. 0 for 10. Mr. I got swept, and he's trash-talking us. Isn't he still under 500 on the year in his actual picks? Well, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if the 0 for 10 is any indication. Jeez. 
Um, and he, and he decides, Get a little lippy, huh? Yeah, I was kind of surprised at that. I just thought he'd kind of shriek off into the corner here and just take his medicine. But that wasn't the case, um, apparently, with him yesterday. Anyways, come back, finish up our number one. We've got some wild tickets to give away. We will do that. Um, do you want to just do the first caller? You want to do that? It's pretty easy. A four-pack of tickets Saturday night and make sure you can go that, that's, that's the biggest the part yeah let me let me get rid of this guy some guy was calling in ahead of time um yeah you've got to go yes you've got, you've got to be able to go it's a seven o'clock puck drop it's a fa- it's a family four pack they're giving them away in pods that's how they're doing it and if you want to go if you can go if you will go two eight four five nine six six no hockey trivia question just um ask for them we'll get them to you We'll do so here on fourteen sixty KX and Owen one oh and their families. Hi, welcome back. Final couple of minutes here, the first hour of the program. Appreciate you spending some of your time here with Trent and myself as we take you up until noon. If you and we had a lot of people that wanted those hockey tickets, mm-hmm. I have a feeling uh, that there uh, we'll have plenty of opportunities this season to give some of those away. Yeah, home opener coming up Friday night. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that, and uh, and then Saturday back at it. So plenty of good hockey. Talked to a lot of people. The buzz is so fun seeing this this hockey team back at it. We know the Wolves aren't going to be here. They're right. going to be playing in the bubble down in Florida. And because of that, the Buccaneers are back, which mm-hmm. has been great. And, they got and they're back start. in their home building now, are they, they not? They are, yeah. Saw a video. can't remember. It might have been Schaefer at, at 5. Had some video, one Good of his hustles. broadcasts. Yes, he, he does. Really, him and you know who else is? is, is a, uh, um, I can never say his name. Freund? Yeah. Freund? Mark. Freund? Yeah. He does a good job. Yes, he does. Well, both of those guys do good jobs. We're really lucky in this market. I'm we got you. a lot of people yeah. that really get after it yeah. and, and hit all kinds of different levels. And and that's just another one, getting out there, seeing the Buccaneers. But yeah, for the Wild, I've talked to so many people and said, yeah, we got, we got tickets. We're already looking forward. We're already trying to find that spot where we can take the kids because nice. people are starved. Yeah, And you know the Wild are going to do mm-hmm. it right. Mm-hmm. They're going to have the space in between. You wear mm-hmm. your mask. You go in there. But people want to get out of the house. Well, we weren't allowed to separate those tickets. Right. The four yep. that we had, they all have to, like I wanted to, I asked, we just do two and two. Uh, but no, they, they that's the way they're doing That's like mm-hmm. You have to do it that way. Right, yeah. That's the way they're doing it at the NAP Center. Mm-hmm. They've got a plan in place. And that's the way they're doing it at that Hilton. Nobody at Carver yet. Well, And that's conference, right? It is, yeah. yeah. That, that comes from the Big Ten. So that uh, brings up something I saw last night. I actually had my notes we didn't get to in the first segment. The listed attendance for both the Iowa and Iowa State games last night. Do you have any idea what it was? Well, 1,700 at Hilton, I would think. It was listed at 1,059. Okay. So they didn't even sell out the full complement that they can have. Okay. Guess what the listed attendance was last night in Carver-Hawkeye? Zero. Nope. (laughs) Okay. Two. (laughs) I don't know. 557. So where are they? Some places we know count everybody that's in the building, including the actual players there, the ticket takers. We know parents are allowed because going back to the Iowa State women's game and Mr. Jones getting in trouble oh, and getting ejected from about that. Yeah. We know that parents are allowed in, in some venues in the Big Ten. Uh-huh. Iowa among them. Now you go to Illinois or Northwestern or Minnesota, 
family cannot even go to those Well, games. because remember that on Christmas night, that mm-hmm. was such a big issue with, with the Last Hawks Friday, game. parents couldn't go in Champaign. That's unfortunate. Frank Garza, not able to be there. Uh-huh. The, anybody that wants the Bohannon brothers, right. sorry, can't go to that so, game. So is it Zach Bohannon that went to all of Jordan's games? I think so. that's what it was, yeah. That's remarkable that he did that mm-hmm. for his brother. I mean, uh, hats off for that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just an, another... Uh, casualty uh, of... Way well put. Another casualty of what we're going through. Wanted to be able to see uh-huh. his brother play every game in person in his college his career. final and season, he's not going to be able to do, uh, to experience that. So he's had to miss, what, at least three games, I Probably guess it would be, so. with Northwestern, Illinois, and Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But I just... I, I was going through the box score, and that came up in 557. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that. No. Wouldn't have thought that at all. Uh, point spread-wise for the Super Bowl, just real quick on this. It's um, it's staying the same. I mean, we're starting to see some big bets come in, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not moving the number at all. Do you think uh, – oh, by the way, there was listed attendance for Iowa, Illinois Friday night with parents not allowed. How many? 190. Now, well, who would those people be? So that'd be 30 players, three officials. Right, you got the scorekeeper, on and on I don't know who else possibly yeah. could be, but at least it's listed there. Just something funky. To the, that point spread, it's not getting to two and a half or four. I don't think it is. It's not. Maybe it'll be back at a three and a half where you can find a shop that you can get it. There's going to be juice that's going to be moving all mm-hmm. over the place, but this is going to be the point spread. It's going to be three or three and a half. Yeah, I think it is too. Uh, and I, I'm i coming around that it's going to be a good game. Maybe that's just You're going back thing. the other way. Now. Yeah, it's just the offensive line of, of the Chiefs. And the defensive front of the Buccaneers, maybe mm-hmm. as importantly, they're playing so damn well. I don't know what story I want to, to unfold. Do you want Brady to get another one? Do you want him to get knocked off by Patrick Mahomes? If I have a rooting interest, what would it be? And taking the local angle away, because local's always better for us, a regional, uh-huh. if you will, yeah. with the Chiefs. Bruce Arians? Eh, not really. Okay. Kind of bothers me. Does he? <laughs> How can he bother? I don't know. Maybe it's a stupid hat. There's something about him that just I don't know rubs me the wrong way. He's, he's always wearing a hat. He is, and he he has that aura that he just thinks he's smarter than you. See, I don't get that from yeah, him. Yeah, I do. Really? That bothers me. Right. There's something just rubs me the wrong way with Bruce Arians. I still think because of the story, it's Tom Brady mm-hmm. winning a Super Bowl at his age. Yeah. Moving and being able to do it. I've never been a Brady fan. You know, no, but in, you have to respect the hell oh, he's yes. done. Yeah. Back in the Colts versus Patriots days, when it was, I was always rooting for Peyton. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to see Peyton to be mm-hmm. the guy that would get it done. When Brady he had fun, his number. When he finally did, it was a great feeling. I was yeah. happy for him that he beat my Bears in the Super Bowl. But that uh, I was the Peyton side of the equation. But the respect for Brady, and now to do this, and something... I didn't think this was going to happen, no. certainly this quickly. Like this. Trent, they, week one, they got blown out. I mean, I get the teams change, mm-hmm. but um, the, the hype around the Saints and the Buccaneers in week number one was off the charts. What were they, that? five and four? I don't remember. At one point, and it just... After yeah. the bye week, they were a different football team. They were. A different football team. Defense picked up in a uh-huh. big way, and I guess that would probably be the one... I know more Kansas City fans, obviously, though I do know a couple of Buccaneer fans. Oh, boy, I don't think I know any. Uh, real quick, just speaking of fans, uh, you're a fan of the Minnesota Twins, and you're a fan of Nelson Cruz. Yes. And your guy is back. So from the signing over the weekend of Simmons, the shortstop, mm-hmm. that moves Jorge Polanco. By the way, the all-star, starting all-star shortstop <laughs> just two years ago. Right. Now you move him to second base. Now you get Cruz on a one-year deal, uh-huh. What you want for a guy in his 40s as we see how quickly it can dissipate. Simmons, the best defensive shortstop in the game, 
the left side of the infield now, the best defensive left side of the infield mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah, Josh Donaldson can pick it. The best one through three starters that the Twins have had in a long, long time. Trent, Twins White Sox is appointment it's TV. Be it great. really and truly is. These two teams, because the White Sox are loaded. Twins got better overnight bringing him back. And now your Blue Jays are involved in Yachty? Yeah, I hope they don't do that. I want Yachty Molina to finish his Retire a card. Yes, you don't see that very often. Mm-hmm. That would be a good story. Blue Jay? Why would he do that? Man, you know what he's doing? Straight cash. Maybe. Maybe maybe he's... Uh, well, there's no, more than one team involves Cardinals. A Canadian I've loon. got options. You have no option if you want uh, anything other than David Kaplan next. He joins us when we come back.